Hey guys, I'm Arthur. And I'm David. And welcome to the Modern American Dream Podcast. In this Ooh. podcast, we talk about how to become a successful business person and successful in life when you have no resources, no skills, and no talent. All right, we are live. I'm Arthur, DNA Realty Group. Here we are with another episode of the Modern American Dream Podcast. This is the Women Series. So actually, I got to give credit to my brother, David, because um, he was like, we got to interview more females. Oh, we got too much, too much ego, too much man on it, right? That was your idea? Yes. Too much testosterone? Mm-hmm. Michelle's happy about that. Very. This <laughs> looks pretty even, so yeah. It's about time. <laughs> so now, like the next five episodes is going to be featuring all all ladies. I like I'm it. Super super excited uh, for our guest today, Stephanie Brown. She runs her own brokerage. She she's a very successful businesswoman. Going to sell well over a hundred homes this year. Has a pretty good sized team. Let's just jump right into it. Why don't you tell the people more about yourself? How many people are currently on your team, Stephanie? So right now we have five agents. In December of last year, I left a Remax franchise and uh, started SBRG Real Estate in Midlothian, Virginia, and left with one other agent and have grown to five agents just over the last couple of months. Actually, by the first of the year, we were at five agents. Awesome. And wow. how many how many homes did you did you sell last year? And what was your volume? And what's your uh, last year? Our volume twenty six million in net sales, eighty two units with um, the three of us. So this year we're hoping to our goal is over a hundred units. And it looks wow. like we're on track. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll get there. And you're you're super successful ever since we've known you. You've always worked hard and met your goals. So I'm sure you'll get there as well. What are you finding to be your biggest challenges or hurdles with everything that we're going through with the coronavirus? So right now we have two major hurdles in our area. One is being um, our buyers have limited purchase power right now because of the mortgage industry. So in our um culture here, we typically do work with a lot of first-time home buyers. We work with a lot of folks that are in that credit score area, 580 to 640, which right now we're having a really hard time getting those folks financed. So people that we had who are ready to buy and ready to jump into the market, we've had to pause those folks right now. Uh, our other, um, on the listing side, really our biggest challenge has been, and you guys know because um, you guys were my coach, um, a couple of years ago, but our listing side is heavily focused uh, from cold calls, uh, expires for sale by owners, and we've had to change that up um, to be a little bit more sensitive to what's happening right now. So we are spending a lot more time cultivating um, our relationships that we already have and putting those for sale by owner expires on hold for the moment. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I got a question. Okay. That sounds awesome. How does it feel to be a successful woman in the real estate industry? Is it like catty, like everybody says? Like, do you got to be? <laughs> no, not at all. I have a group of women who also own brokerages, and 
the only reason that I've been able to do this so quickly is because I rely on them for information. Um, they are very, very generous and have a mindset of sharing in abundance. So I'm very, very fortunate. Do you find that to be true all the way across the board? Um, I don't think so, but I do think that when people and women be, get to a certain level that they do understand that there's enough business to go around. Um, there's enough business in our area for anyone who wants to be in the business. We have about 4,000 agents in our area who are active. So abundance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think with, uh, with what we're seeing right now, we will probably have some of those agents drop out of the market. Um, yeah. which happens anytime there's a, a downturn. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So what do you think as a successful person and a successful woman in business, what do you think are some of those traits that make you successful and, and we're able to help you grow? I know when we met you, you were selling maybe like eight homes or I don't know what it was, 20 homes a year. Now you sell nearly a hundred homes a year, which is, doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman or an alien, that's a, that's a great accomplishment for anybody. Right. Um, so I think that I always had the drive um, to do that. I just needed the tools. Um, I didn't really have a plan or a tool in place, never tracked, which was a big thing that I learned from you guys is really, um, tracking is really the way to measure for any type of growth. Um, so those have been things that I've implemented. But I think you have to be self-motivated. You have to have a hustle in this business. It's a constant hustle. You guys know that. What do you do to motivate yourself? Um, I read. I journal. I exercise. Um, I listen to a ton of podcasts. I like to watch um, YouTube videos, anything I can get my hands on that's someone who's done it or been there. Um, I try to stay away from the news. Mm. Yeah. All great things. Yeah. You, you should uh, listen to this episode of the Modern American Dream podcast and leave us a review. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a thumbs up. Yeah, a bunch of thumbs up. So, so I so, have a question, actually. Okay. From a woman's standpoint, what do you think is the biggest challenge that you've overcome in this business? Ooh, good question. That, that is a good one. Um, I would say just really um, fear. The fear of failure has been the biggest thing that I've had to overcome. I um, had been thinking about doing this, going out on my own, having my own brokerage for a long time, and it had been a plan for a long time. But, um, you know, I've had a very simple conversation with someone before I decided to make the move. And they asked me why, you know, why haven't you done it? What's the hang up? You say you want to do it. Why aren't you doing it? And the only answer I could think of was really just fear of failure. Mm -hmm. And I made the decision at that moment that I was not going to let that fear of failure hold me back. And it was probably within 45 days that I was gone. Wow. Wow, that's, that's an excellent taken. question. <laughs> oh, Michelle. But Michelle's bringing on the heat. Uh, <laughs> Steph, what's your definition of success and how do you define success? 
Um, the definition of success really for me is that I get to pick and choose who I work with, um, the clients that I work with, where I spend my time, um, being able to really balance, you know, we have a very busy family, have two children who are very active and, um, you know, people say to me all the time, oh, I bet you work all nights and weekends. And I really don't, I don't hardly ever work at night and I hardly ever work on the weekend. Um, I think getting to a point where you can turn down business or say, these are my boundaries and I'd like to work with you, but I need to work with you inside of these boundaries is really a measure of success. Wow, that's super powerful. And how did you mentally get to that level? Because I know as newer agents or new business people, they often struggle with drawing that line between having clients be so demanding that they run them dry and saying no to clients who are just too much, you know? Yeah. And I definitely still will have that pull, you know, sometimes there's a client that I really want to work with, or maybe it's November or December and, you know, things are a little bit leaner and I'll start to really um, change the way that I do business. But then you know, it's always, it's sort of like when, if you've ever taken a deal and you've decided that you, or agreed that you'll cut your commission, it's always that deal that you're working on at midnight and you're, you know, negotiating the inspection and the appraisal and it never stops. And it's just a lesson that you just have to learn and know that there are certain things that you don't do because you don't like the way they make you feel. Makes sense. Yeah. Have standards and really hold those boundaries. I got an off the cuff questions. You, you guys know who Mr. Wonderful is from the Shark Tank? I'm um, Mr. What? I'm not Mr. Wonderful. You kind of look like him. Uh, I think so. All right. He's, so he's the successful entrepreneur. Shark Tank is, is just a, it, it's basically where investors come, they pitch their ideas, and these guys invest. So this guy said to men, run your businesses more like women. And he also said some of his most successful businesses, period, are women run and operated. And I know this may be not an easy answer, but why do you think that is? Why do you think women businesses are better run or better operated? Oh man, I hope I don't get slammed for this. But um, <laughs> my, so I'll just give you an example. David's my, gonna be upset, so be careful. I know. <laughs> My husband runs a, is newly the president, president of a, um, an athletic association. And when he started telling me like all the things that they were dealing with and um, things that have been happening over time, I was like, you guys need a woman in <laughs> somehow to pull it all together and make all these ideas happen. And, um, and sort of reel you guys in. I don't know what the ingredient is there, but um, I don't really know. Maybe just attention to detail, I'd say, is one of those things. Mm -hmm. I tell them that one. all the time. <laughs> M Michelle, you got an answer for that question? I think that women always have to pay attention to a lot of details. So it might come a little more naturally in some aspects even when we don't realize it. Yeah. Beyonce, Beyonce said, who runs the world? <laughs> Girls. Absolutely. Of, co of course, David would say that. So, 
What are some of your biggest struggles as you've grown your business in just in general and, and expanded? What have been some of your biggest struggles and how, how have you overcome them? The biggest struggle really is finding the right fit for the team um, and really being patient in that. So when we first opened, we grew really fast and could have continued to grow, but it wouldn't have been in the direction that I wanted to see the team and what I want to see the culture look like and how we all fit together. Um, so right at the first of the year, I paused any not that I recruited anyway, but paused any thoughts of really adding on any other teammates so that we could all mesh together and really figure out how we're going to work together. And then once I get everyone up to speed and everyone's on the same page and all, everyone's goals are on track, then I feel like I can um, search out for maybe another person. But I think really, even though our sea of real estate agents here is 4,000, there are only a few who could mesh and jive the way that we work together. So yeah, really, I think finding the right fit. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense to me. So, so, oh, David, did you have a question? Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, I, I got a couple questions. So do you remember your first year in real estate? Yes. And do you remember the year when you were like, holy shit, I think I can do this. I'm actually good at this. Yes. And do you remember what that transition was? I do. Let's yeah, hear it. I do. So, um, well, I'll just go from being back in the business because I was in the business before I had children. And then I got out of the business and got back in the business in 2013 um, and was working as a sales manager for a Century 21 office. And um, I was also helping that broker with a lot of his deals because he didn't have the time to do that. Um, then I left there and went to a Remax office. And um, I think I really realized then when I got to the point that I really wanted to focus on listings, taking listings, and I did not want to focus on spending time out on the weekends with buyers and all of that. And I got to a point that I knew that I couldn't do more than 32 deals or whatever the number was alone, that I had to have someone else come in. And then when I just made the leap and did that, and I knew this is something that can grow and something that will continue to grow. Um, but it's always been based on taking a risk. It's always been stepping out and doing something that I wasn't sure that was going to make sense um, to get a reward. You weren't, you weren't like comfortable. It wasn't like, I'm just going to do this and it's going to work out because that's, right. that's how it makes sense. Right. And because I, the person that I was hiring at the time to come on as the first buyer's agent was, um, someone that I care for deeply as a friend and I didn't want to um, interrupt her family and have her quit her job and then me not be able to provide enough assistance and leads and income for her to do that for it to make sense for her too. Yeah. Do you have any separation between work and business like business and personal life? Um. I do, but I will say that it is a, just a complete lifestyle. And it's a lifestyle for the whole family. 
Um, it's intertwined. Everything's it intertwined. Yeah, it is really intertwined. Now, I do cut off. I have, you know, I do 8 to 8 on my phone, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Um, and I'm very strict with that. So it doesn't really matter if I'm negotiating a contract or negotiating an inspection. I'm eight to eight. And I feel like those hours, seven days a week, if you can't fit it in from eight to eight, seven days a week, then it's just not meant to be. What happens when, when somebody's like nine o'clock? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, we'll circle back around in the morning because that's not going to happen. Because I do... You know, it's not just the eight to eight in real estate. It's you have to, I have to get up at five o'clock so that I can fit in, you know, the workout and all the other things that go into helping you be able to go eight to eight every single day and then still be able to maintain um, carting kits around until nine o'clock at night. And uh, my husband is also self-employed. So we can, we are fortunate that we both have flexible schedules that we can write in. You know, one of the kids has to be somewhere at 4.30 and the other one has to be somewhere at six and sort of manage all of that. So do you just turn your phone off at eight and anything that comes in after eight goes to the next day? Is that how you do it? Well, to be quite honest, I don't stay up a whole lot later than eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so I turn the volume off at eight o'clock every single night. Yeah, that, that's cool. I love and that. I know, I've heard other agents I've seen on threads and I've talked to other agents who are like, yeah, my phone rang at two o'clock in the morning and I had to get up because my listing was on fire. And, you know, I'm glad I had the phone on because I had to call there and call the fire department. And, and I know that a lot of agents look like that. And um, that's just not for me. I always tell Michelle and everybody on our team, there's really no emergencies into in real estate, even though that when clients are concerned and everybody else, they think everything is an emergency in real estate. Right. So if you don't draw that boundary somewhere, people are going to continue to like, you'll just always be answering questions, right? You got to draw that balance and you also have to prioritize. So how do you prioritize the most important things? I know you're a mother of two and Michelle's a mother of like 20. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're a mother of three. But the balance of like females is so much more challenging because you have that right and like as a male we may not have as much of that or we may have help i know there are single dads out there but it seems to fall more on women so tell us how you balance that work-life balance yeah david's um his screen was stuck on him just being like this because <laughs> <laughs> of my brother's crazy kids. what is this kid smoking <laughs> David has like 20 kids for sure. Uh, um, I think, you know, it is, you really have to be able to delegate responsibility. And, you know, just like you were talking about, there's really no emergencies, even though people think that whatever is happening right at that second is the emergency. I know that it's just like when you first hire a transaction coordinator to handle your transactions, right? You still feel like you have to be in the loop on all of that. Yeah. You CC'd on all of it. And then it's so hard not to jump in because you know, you can jump in and, and tell them that the closing disclosure is incorrect and it needs to be this or it needs to be that. But if you can really take a moment to pause and let that person you've delegated that responsibility to step up and handle it, you don't need to be involved in any of that. And um, so I think Love being that. able to do things like that and leverage and delegate. That's leverage and delegate. I love that, that answer. 
All right, let's switch gears a little bit. I'm going to ask you a little different question because I know you're an avid reader and an avid learner. What's the best book you ever read or your best recommendation for a real estate book? I'm going to grab it because I'm- Or business. Real estate or business. I'm rereading it right now. Oh, I got the audio. I'm listening to the audio right now. I love that. Is that for personal or business recommendation? Oh, this is, uh, well, I don't really read anything that's not business related. That's probably, I probably need to do better about that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I think this book, The Miracle Morning, really was a game changer for me. Um, And I read it every time I get into a place where I'm like, gosh, I just really having a hard time finding motivation right now. Um, That's my go-to for that. It's simple, easy, and it's back to basics. What are some of the best lessons you learned, you like would, could give from that book? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, David, bring it on the heat. <laughs> uh, the biggest things out of that book really are getting up in the morning um, early. And, and that book will tell you whatever time you get up, if you get up at six, get up 30 minutes earlier, get up at 530. Um, really putting in those other pieces um one of the best things in that book is affirmations and i know a lot of people have a hard time with affirmations because they think they're like hokey and um david doesn't he doesn't have a hard no time. he doesn't <laughs> this is like music to my ears and michelle's ears <laughs> i know it's hard for a lot of people they feel silly but you know, it's really all about changing that mindset. Why do you think it's hard for some people to say affirmations? I mean, David loves them. They feel silly. And, you know, the more you get into affirmations, the, I mean, you can say affirmations, but it's another thing to have your affirmations printed out and posted up on your wall and write them down every single morning. And it really will change your mindset. Yeah. Since you jumped jumped into the miracle morning, what what does your routine kind of look like? How do you start your day? Every day I get up and go to the gym. That's the first thing. Now, you know, over the last, (laughs) yes, definitely. (laughs) The last couple of weeks have obviously changed because our gyms here have been closed down since March. But still, you know, we've managed, we have um, turned our garage into a gym. We've got a Peloton. Like we've made adjustments along the way to still do all those things. Yeah. Um, That's really the biggest thing for me is getting that day started. If I don't, if I take a day off, like on Thursday, so I do CrossFit. So on Thursdays, we don't hold a workout. Um, And those are always the days that I find myself struggling to really catch up the entire day. Um, but I'm kind of like that anyway, just on a personal level, I like to have structure and um, a schedule laid out and time blocking and all that stuff. I love that. Gym and then work? So what? Gym and then work? Yeah, gym. And then it depends on how on I am. Like sometimes I will have... Um, a moment that I will read. Sometimes I will go to the gym a little bit early so that I have 15 minutes to knock out reading in the parking lot. Um, get to the office before anybody gets here after the gym and journal. 
yeah. affirmations before anybody gets here. And then you start your day already packed with all of that good stuff. I love that. What advice would you give to women just starting out in business or specifically in real estate, either or? Um, I would say definitely start somewhere that offers training and has a, maybe a mentorship or someone you can tag along with. Um, and then the moment that you can hire a coach um, is really when you get to the next level. A coach is like, you know, people don't want to hire a business coach or a real estate coach, but they will hire a personal trainer or, you know, hire a coach in so many other areas except for um, real estate or business. And I really feel like it's just as important, if not more important. Yeah, I've even heard of super successful people. I've been listening to these like billionaire tapes my brother gave me a while back, having a coach in like every area of your life, right? Not just physical business, but personal relationship, fitness, because all the, all the important areas in your life, spirituality, wherever, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. What advice would you give men? The same advice. Men, hire women. That would be the advice. <laughs> Stop telling women to man up. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I said it. <laughs> who would, I don't know who would say such a thing. <laughs> I got a couple. I want, so tell us your, without mentioning names, I guess, your best transaction, like the easiest one, and your worst, like, hell transaction oh my gosh <laughs> i know you got a lot but what's one that like pops in your head you know well well this one just um sticks in my head because i just told the story yesterday um oh my gosh i hope i don't get in trouble for this but the i had a client who um we had their septic tank pumped and she they were unhappy and they about some other things that the septic company was doing an estimate and they um she called the septic company and they got an argument over the phone and the septic company still had the um contents in the truck and they drove back over and put it all back in the septic tank no yeah <laughs> And charged wow. Her. Yeah. And they charged her. Wow. That's real estate wow. life. Michelle right. thinks she has real estate problems. Did you hear that? How would you solve that one? Yeah, they don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, things like that happen all the time. That's why it amazes me when people do want to sell their houses on their own because. I understand like looking at it from the outside, you're like, yeah, I know I can put a sign in the yard and, but wait until a septic company comes back over and pumps the crap back in your septic. And that's then so crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. What's been a, like a good transaction? Like somebody called you, wrote an offer. You yeah. It's there. always good when, um, billion dollar deal. Hey, I like, we weren't planning on it, but we just drove by an open house and we we're like, Hey, we're going to go out and look. And now we looked and I know this is crazy, but we want to make an offer on it. Can you write an offer for us? Like those type, those things happen too. And those are fun too. 
Actually, Megan, who's one of um, the agents on our team, you guys know Megan. Uh, yeah. She used to be a client and um, I sold their house. They bought a house with me. And then um, this before she got into real estate still. And then she saw on my Instagram page a couple years ago, I was building in a neighborhood and she was like, hey, Hey, I think I want to go look at that neighborhood you're building in. And I was like, you really have to go look at the spec that they have in there. It's beautiful. And that's the one we're rebuilding. And she and her husband drove out like that Saturday or Sunday and looked at it. And she called me and she was like, hey, this is crazy, but we want you to sell our house again. And we want to buy this new house out here. And then she got in the real estate business. I think she was like, I think I, I think I might be able to even just stay above water just buying and selling my own real estate yeah that's she's a win that's a win 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 right yeah and she's a great agent. she's been with you for a while yeah she just had her two-year anniversary that's pretty cool yeah that's awesome what what areas do you cover for real estate? So if people have referrals for you, they could reach out to you. And how do they get a hold of you if they have a referral for you? Yeah, so um, the Richmond, Virginia area and our area in Richmond includes Chesterfield, Midlothian, the city of Richmond, Hanover, Mechanicsville, Henrico. That's a lot of areas. Um, David, you got all that? I love all those areas. <laughs> yeah, pretty similar to Boston, right? Yeah. Um, and I can be reached Stephanie at sbrgrealestate.com or 804-248-2021 or a Facebook. Facebook's the best. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Any, any final thoughts or any questions from you, you to Stephanie or Steph, you want to wrap it up? Any final thoughts? Um, what do you want to share Steph? Well, I'm just grateful to be on here. Thanks for including me. I appreciate it. It's good. I'm grateful that you're on here too. Thank you for not leaving me alone with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that bad. <laughs> we might be. We might be. You might need to woman up. That's the new one. I love it. Thanks so much for coming on the, the Facebook Live and the Modern American Dream podcast. You're kicking off our women series. Thanks to David. Thank you. Great idea it was. Yep. Thanks, Thanks so much for being live with us and we appreciate having you. We'll definitely have you back in the near future. Keep crushing it. Thanks. Y'all have a great weekend. All right. Bye. Hey, David, what happened to your moleskin? It's at the office, buddy. Dude, you gotta get that. We're supposed to be staying on here still. <laughs> I'm cutting you two off. <laughs> Bye. You can't cut these guns off. Hey, it's me and you now. The show must go on. This is David's YouTube show. Woo! Do you want a uh, Do you want a quote? You want a positive quote? I'm gonna post this only on YouTube because the Facebook is done automatically. So this is like the end, David's YouTube show. You should give away like $100,000 to make sure people watch till the end. If you, if you like this in the next five seconds, <laughs> I'll take 20 bucks from my brother and I'll send it to you. I'll give you a $25 gift card. Five, four, it's three. It's not live anywhere though. One. <laughs> I know. That's called a win, baby. <laughs> All right, give us a positive quote. I got stuff to do, man. I got meetings back to back to back to back. Do you know the difference between ordinary and extraordinary?
Arthur. A little extra. <laughs> and with that, we are out live from David's YouTube show. Oh, quick, quick question. Technology question. If anybody knows how to stream on Facebook and YouTube from Zoom without getting this error that I get, please help me. We are out. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We do this one for free in order to help you grow and help you achieve higher destinations in life. Here are some ways that you can help us here at DNA Realty Group. Number one, we have high goals for this year. Refer us any real estate deals that you know of in Massachusetts. We'd love to help anyone you have or just send them send us their name to info at dna-realty.com. You can also sign up to our coaching program. We're rolling out a group coaching mastermind for $49 a month starting in 2019. And you can purchase the fire system at 67% off. And if you're ever thinking about making a switch and you're a real estate agent anywhere in the world, give us a call. We could help you connect you with a great company that has great systems and great tools to grow your business, just like we have. As always, don't forget to subscribe to all of our social media. We got YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. And last but not least, how can we help you? Leave us a review and we will send you a DNA pen and a DNA journal. These are nice, nice items. You can send us an email to info at dna-realty.com. If we can do anything to help you, always feel free to reach out. And that email is a great platform. Thanks for listening and we appreciate you. Bye.